Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 97 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. We're too much talking your pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Annett and I'm joined this week by a man who is a known author. Um, he's written a couple of books. You may have heard about them. One's called uh, How to Tell Your Dog You're Pregnant. One's to tell how, how to Tell Your Cat You're Pregnant. Uh, if you're in the royal family, you'll already know that because he already sent them out to you. And if you listen to the podcast, you've already heard him talk about it a hundred thousand times. What you may not know is he's got a couple of new books coming out. Uh, one is called... French Bulldogs, How I Learned to Love the Bracky. And the other one is called, it's a kid's book, it's called Ch- Chihuahuas and Cheezels, Five Ways They're Similar. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Fantastic, mate. That's, that's, uh, that's impressive. How did you know about my new books coming out? Oh, well, um, I, I had a hunch. You know, yeah. I heard you, you know, heard you, I saw the references of the, uh, the Cheezels. You know, when I came in, there were 15 boxes of Cheezels here. I thought, something's afoot. And so then I checked out your Wikipedia page. Oh. And, and it's, it's and already it's updated. That, already updated, yeah, that he's writing, uh, yeah, five ways that chihuahuas are like cheezels. Fantastic. Yep. Well, you've got, haven't you got a culinary one coming out about bulldogs and stuff? <laughs> 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 uh, egg, eggs, eggs and milk and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> egg, 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 eggs, milk, and corn flour, and bulldogs. What's the title of that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's just uh, you know, bulldogs. And <laughs> um, so the whole setup of this was that you were going to say, "Hey, so, um, so what's the, what's one way in which chihuahuas are like uh, are like cheezels? What's one way?" Chihuahuas are like cheese. Oh, I'm glad you asked, Lewis. It's because you know, if you had a bowl full of them and you put your hand in, you pull out, you have one on each finger. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. I haven't even got the, the sound set up today. No, I know. We've got rid of the fly sound effect that's been buzzing around in here for the 15 minutes before we recorded. Yeah, no, we'll try and, I'll try and hook up some sounds and I'll get you a, dr- a drum Oh, thanks, mate, because I thought that was pretty solid. It was. It was a good one. It was, it was really that, good. That wasn't too bad. I mean, you can use that for your book if you like. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's right. All right, mate. What have you been up to this week? Mate, we've had something that we've have, have happened, uh, we actually catch quite commonly at our clinic. No, we haven't. We've actually had something really rare this, rare this week. Last night, right, I had a, um, a dog come in, uh, and this dog's had an, a myriad of problems. It's had um, a chronic liver failure, and it's, been, it's had uh, you know, investigations. We're just currently watching its liver enzymes to see how high it's going to get and all that sort of stuff, but the dog's um, been tracking along okay. Came in last night, late last thing on a Friday night, really unwell, really high temperature. And the owner said, think my dog's got a swollen nipple. Had a look. Dog had mastitis. Oh, wow. Yes. Wait. So it's an entire female dog, 10 years old. But um, So it's on medications for its liver and everything. It's on some prednisolone. And I think the liver as well as the pred has set it up for it. It's probably had a season. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's ended up with this raging mastitis. Wow, we don't see that very often. No, not at all. So I'd, I'd had to say, oh, look, I'm, I'm just going to quickly go and check and see which antibiotic's going to be the best one to try and get in here rather than just go for the same old, same old antibiotic that you always grab and get 
guess what the textbook told me to, textbook told me to uh, treat? Same old, same old. Same old, same old. So I was like, <laughs> fantastic. On top of it. Oh, so I hadn't had puppies or anything uh, recently or pyometra? Like no, pussy, no, pussy, no, 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 none of that. It's just had a, um, like it was uh, <laughs> absolutely just the, uh, the the dodgy old liver disease and that set it up and wow. yes, ended up then with a uh, with a mastitis, which was pretty wow. interesting. Well, this week we... Um, I had, a, I had a little special little visitor at the clinic this week. Oh, a so, special visitor. Something we don't get very often. Oh, really? What yeah. don't you get often at your clinic? A little mouse. A mouse? Yeah, we had a mouse. This uh, guy brought a mouse in now. A little bit of a longer story. I think the owners are stuck in Hong Kong at the moment. Oh, right. Can't get out? Yeah, can't get out. And uh, and he had the mouse for a couple of weeks. Um, it had a, a rash around its neck, scratching itself really badly right. around its neck. So 20 gram mouse. Wow. Very, very, very small. Yeah. And uh, he didn't have a, obviously didn't have a carrier to bring it to the clinic and he was on his bike. So he said he actually put the mouse in a bag and hung it off the um, the handlebars and rode to the, to the clinic with the mouse in the bag. And then he got to the clinic and the mouse wasn't in the bag. Oh, no. Oh, no. And we're like, you could see him out the front faffing around. We're like, oh, he got on his bike and rode off again. And he rode back, and the mouse was there on the footpath, just sort of waiting for him. Just sitting there, just absolutely cacking its little mousy dack, just going, what is this? All I've wanted is freedom, and now I've got it, and I don't know what to do with it. I don't want this anymore. I was stressed before. Now I'm really stressed. Uh, Yeah. So how's that? Dropped out of the bag, and fine, came in. I think it's got mites. Oh, but, but, or an allergy, yeah, or uh, or stressed, stressed from dropping on the pavement, from getting dropped on the pavement. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a little bit of gravel rash. Is that what it was? Oh, could yeah, be. From, from where it sort of landed on the landed on the concrete. Yeah, um, there wasn't a, a window washer there to try and catch it as it as it fell out of the bag. No, it could have been good though. No, yeah, could, that, that, that would have been needed. great. I mean, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, you'd have to think that a twenty gram mouse would be a bit harder to catch than a cat jumping out of the twenty second story. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit harder to see. A little, little bit tougher, you mm. know. Maybe it's just a serendipitous one. Anyway, well, that's a, that's great. Um, uh, so that's good. That means you get to treat the mouse with one of the three things that we know you can treat mice with, you know, a- and antibiotics, ivermectin, and another one. I actually have a revolution. Yeah, ivermectin. Well, that's, well, that, oh, that's an ivermectin-based yeah. thing. And see so how it goes. Back in two weeks. It ends in ectin, so it's fine. Yeah, you know, as long as you don't treat it with pectin. You know, the thing that thickens up your jam. So there you go. Not all puppies and kittens. No. Yeah, not a little bit of variety. We're, we're mice. Spice of life. Same mice as well. Nice, good one. Any else, man? Uh, so, um, yeah, I got a um a, a text message from one of my mates um uh, the other day. Uh, they've just got themselves a puppy. Um, and uh, and he's gone. Oh, just a just a quick question, mate. I'm just trying to find where the uh, uh where yourself a mailbag question. Quick question? No. Oh, I, well, no. Well, well, no, it started off as a quick question and then... Uh, um, now it's a long question because so you can't um, find the question. Yeah, uh, ho- hoping you could assist with some vet advice. Well, yeah, I, I can do that, Damo. Um, we're getting a puppy, a lab cross husky. Um, it will be eight weeks old. We are going to en- Enron. They're going to Enron. Right. What's right. Enron? I think I think Enroll. Yeah, but, but oh. en- en- Enron was the you know one of the big petrochemical the oil companies. Chemical, that, yeah. yeah, yes, they're not going there. Stuff. No, no, no. Because um, that would be an export, probably the US. Yeah. I can help with that. Um, are you able to assist with the following? Diet, food we should provide, how far she should be walking, when she can socialise with other dogs, a good obedience school, and a brand of toys and a basket. And I said, yeah, absolutely, mate. Why don't you listen to the podcast? Yeah. yeah well, no. Quick question. Quick question. So, so this what is, are you coming for a consult, Damo? Uh, That's what we're doing a consult. So th- this is the uh, this, this is Ooh. the text message I sent him back. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a quick uh, quick quick wow. response. Um, I actually started off as going um, uh, uh, in brief. 
In brief. In, in brief, and then it's about six pages what's of text that, messages. What's that down the bottom, though? Is a, there's a, a file attached there. What's an invoice? What is it? What's an invoice? invoice. Yes, yeah, yeah, PDF. Yeah. What's that for, mate? That, 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 was, that was for the online, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the online appointment. Telemedicine. You know? Telemedicine. That's yes, what we call it these days, what, that, isn't it? That is where it's happening. Oh, yeah. very good, um, mate. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the puppy's settling in really well. Damo's got four kids, you know, um, so they, they go to school with my kids. Really, really nice household. But, you know, when you've got four kids, sometimes, you know, puppies can get a little bit stressed out. So guess what one of the things was I spoke to him about, Lewis? Zilkeen. How did you know? Yeah. Oh, it definitely helped with that mild anxiety. Yeah. You, so all four kids are on the Zilkeen, and how's the dog doing? Oh, the dog's now doing fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The, do- the dog's terrific now. The Huskador. The Huskador. Yeah. Huskador. I didn't Huskador. even think about no? that. No, no. Really? Yeah. That's, that's, it's, a, that's it's a, a purebred a, Huskador, that, mate. A Huskador. That's, that sounds right. It actually looks more like a, a, a Kelpador, but anyway, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoops. Something, something jumped jumped through the door. J- jumped through it. And over the fence, and then that's how it became a Kelpador, not a Huskador. Quite possibly. You never know. It might fluff up as time goes on. But anyway, Zilkeen, it's a mild anxiety relieving medication can be used to help for mild cases of stress. Sometimes we can use it for puppies when they're coming into into a new environment if they seem like they're getting a little bit stressed out or it can sometimes help with the socialization period as well, Um, which I'm sure that, you know, you'd you'd enjoy and know about given your uh, behavioral bent. Actually, I could have put the mouse on it. I didn't think of that. Just, just the, mouse, the mouse on the Zilkeen. Yeah, mouse on the Zilkeen. Little, just a little tincture. You, you, could, you could have blown, opened the capsule up and then blown it into its face. <laughs> you know, looks Sneezed like it's got, it. Yeah, it's got, it's got into a bag of, you know, of Colombian's <laughs> finest. Yeah, Colombian's finest. Yeah, And speaking of, of finest. Oh, wow. Delicate care, mate. Wow, we got delicate some, care. We got some samples during the week, didn't we? We did, yes. And I've cracked the sample. Yes. And uh, the dental diet for cats. Dental for cats. It's a, it's a weird shape. It's like a, well, I don't know how to describe it. Sort like of like an obelisk type shape, or no, an oblong no, no, trapezoid. Uh, no, dodecahedron, no, like a cross sort of. A cross, yeah. Oh wow, shape. Gee, and Ollie's loving it, getting tucked into it. So excellent. So look out, guys. Oh, I better, I better get Parker and Melvin started on it as well. So, um, so that's good. Now they have got their dental. I would say it's it's just about out now, isn't it? So it must be close to being out. Very so look close. out for it. Highly recommend. It's very palatable, is it? And oh, Ollie's teeth. Whew. It's like she's had Sparkling. a It's like she had a Shane Warne treatment of them, I think. At oh, the, really? At the Zoom Zoom clinic, yeah. Gee whiz, it's, it's, it's almost like there's been a whitening type yes. uh, yeah, situation yeah, on there. I'm not sure if they've got some peroxide in there. Oh! But certainly white teeth. Well, we're oh. not going to say, we're not going to, we don't want to give away trade secrets. Made in Australia by a, for Australian conditions. We're from Australian products by an Australian company, Lewis. My goodness, you can't get any more Australian than that. What country is it in? Oh, it's from, you know, oh, it's in Australia, this one. Well, it's <laughs> Perth, but, you know, I mean, that's still part Australia. of Australia. Australia. Still, Australia. It's still a while, while, it's a long way away from us on the East Coast, but it's still Australia. Oh, we'd still call them Australia. Oh, we would do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, especially the cricketers. And welcome to our Patreons from Absolutely. WA. Thank or, you very much. If you're not, if you're in WA and you like what you're, you're hearing. Yeah, get on Patreon and support us. 50, Why not? Fifty get on, cents an episode. Patreon.com and search for Two Vets Talk Pets, and you can uh, you can sling us some sling us some cash, and we'll we'll send you guys across a, a sticker across the Nullarbor. Oh, that's expensive. No, it's, it's fine, mate. It's Same okay. Price. Same well, price. Local. Oh, well, I think so. I think um, I think uh, st- uh, stamps have gone up again now. Yeah, dollar ten. Dollar ten. My oh, goodness, cool, mate. Yeah. Gee, we're just just trying to keep Australia post happy, aren't we? You Do know? we want to talk politics as well? Any politics? Yes, yeah, ScoMo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. What? Alrighty. What, yeah. Anyway, okay, coronavirus. Oh, back to ScoMo again. Well, last last uh, he didn't cause it. 
did he? Well, well, no, it's Glo- a, global it, warming caused. Well, it. it's amazing how know. much science that uh, he and all of these other politicians are listening to now that there's coronavirus going around. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes, it's a change. Isn't it? Actually, I saw something this uh, that um, the latest thought is that the coronavirus has come from the Pangolin intermediate host. You know, Pangolin's like a. It's almost like, like an armadillo kind of oh, really? scaly sort of thing. Wow, yeah, endangered species. But anyway, that's that's an aside. What we want, what I just wanted to bring up is last week we did talk about uh, coronavirus and your pets. We spun the wheels a little bit, didn't we? We got caught in the sand. We we we, 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 we put the foot down on the accelerator. We didn't get very any. It didn't. We made a lot of revs, but didn't seem like we got very far. So I thought I'd go to who World Health Organization. Who are you? Website. Who who. And they've got coronavirus myths. Tell me, who are you? And the one myth yes. that they've got, at Bust present, it. there is no evidence that companion animals or pets, such as dogs or cats, can be infected with the new coronavirus. Roll. So this is a novel That's coronavirus cool. 2019, as it's been called. Yep. However, it is always a good idea to wash your hands with soap and water after contact with pets. This protects you against various common bacteria, such as E. coli and salmonella, yes. that can pass between pets and humans. And don't feed raw food diets. Is that is that the who recommendation? Uh, is that who? May have been who? some editorialisation. Yeah, there. right. Yeah. Excellent. That, that's a synopsis of. But that gives you an idea. Coronavirus, you can't catch it from your dog or cat as of the 8th of February. Very good. As far as, far as we know. All righty, mate. What do you got for us? Anything in the news? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, one thing I wanted to... Uh, so, we were talking last week about um, about dogs being reunited and um, yeah, from the use of their microchips after being missing yes. for a while. And so... Uh, Sorry, I've just clicked on the thing, and now there's some there's a dancing ad. Oh, there's a dancing ad coming up on my on my computer screen. That's pretty good. Fantastic. Great for visual media. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I was trying to find the link through to the article that you're speaking about, so I could put it on the show notes because I go on every Thursday night before the before the show goes on, and I found one on here. Um, a, a different one in, in America. A woman to be reunited with dog lost for three years after its picture was featured on a beer can. Wow. On a beer can. So I fell down a little rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Fell down a little rabbit hole. So um, Monica Mathai's dog vanished from her front yard in 2017. Um so this is uh, from ABC News in America. When Monica Mathis's dog vanished from her front yard, she tried everything to find her without success. In the end, it took three years and the surprising intervention of a beer can to reunite her with her four-legged friend. She was on a leash outside and I went to get her and she was gone from our yard, Mathis told oh. ABC News affiliate, affiliate KSTP-TV of her dog's disappearance. After her terrier mix, Hazel, disappeared, Mathis moved from her Iowa home to Minnesota, uh, Twin Cities, um, and years passed until she spotted a Florida brewery's promotion which featured her dog's picture. Wow. The Motorworks Brewing Company of Branton, Florida, launched a promotion in January 2020 featuring four packs decorated with pictures of dogs in local shelters in a bid to raise funds and spur adoptions. What a great idea! Yeah, I know. I know. One of the dads from school runs a brewery down in, down near home, so I'm going to have a talk to talk to Maddie from Boat Rocker and see if he wants to get put dogs' pictures on his cans. Yeah, good idea. You know, don't know if you'll go for it, but anyway, um, 
Uh, it, uh, each can featured a, a, a picture of a local shelter dog and some information about them and the plans for expanding the shelter. Spotting the promotion on social media, one of the animals looked familiar to Mathis. So that's the that's the ad from Motorworks Brewing that was on uh, Instagram or Facebook by the look of it. Oh my gosh, that looks like my dog. I think that's my dog, Mathis told KSTP of her reaction. I think she might have said more than that. But anyway, that's the, mm. that's a condensed version. Exclamation mark. Um, I, I, exclamation uh, five mark. exclamation marks and some emojis. Um, I have no idea how she got to Florida. Mathis contacted Man, uh, Manatee County Animal Shelter where the can said Hazel was, which then needed proof that Hazel was really hers. So I sent everything I could find, all the pictures I could, um, to stop an adoption process from happening because I could have lost her again, Mathis said. Mm. The shelter accepted her proof and after a three-year separation, Mathis and Hazel are set to be reunited in time to celebrate Hazel's seventh birthday after the non uh, the non-profit Friends of Manatee County Animal Services agreed to cover the cost of transporting her from Florida to Minnesota. I was amazed. I was crying. An emotional wreck, Mathis told KSTP of her shaggy dog story with a happy ending. Oh, that's definitely a happy so ending. So how good's that? You yeah, know? yeah so wonderful. Dogs on beer cans. You ever heard of dogs on beer cans? No, I think I've heard them on um, on milk cartons. I've heard of people doing that. Yeah, uh, you know, on the milk carton. So the, when you have sitting there having your having your brekkie and you sort of look at reading the milk carton. Yeah, uh, have a dogs for adoption on there. Right. Well, maybe that's missing people. Actually, I thought it was missing people. <laughs> Mi- missing people. Yeah, it is definitely missing people. Missing people, not missing dogs. But maybe they could do a missing dogs out. But then. So as well, when I was trying to find um, find this other dog article, <gasps> or, or I, was, I, I then couldn't find that article. So then I've had to search for dog dog slash beer can, and I found an ad for over in America, Good Boy Dog Beer. Oh, right. So over wow. in the states, right. Um, so uh, our story, right. So uh, literally, this is this is dog beer cans for dogs. Right. Right. So um, our story. Hi there. My name is Megan Long. Hi, Megan. My husband, Steve Long, and I started Good Boy Dog Beer out of love for our own puppies and all the animals out there. My husband says I'm slightly obsessed and just want to do, uh, just want to adopt anything with fur. I'm not completely disagreeing. Our oldest Rottweiler, Rocky, is very sensitive to foods and allergies, so we started creating his own treats and managing his diet better. It helped his allergy outbreak significantly, and we just seemed to progress from eventually start uh, from there, eventually starting our own line of beer for dogs. You can view our map to find it in many local pubs and stores or order direct from our website. Send us a gift and all that sort of then fun stuff. So here are some of their brews. So they've got four different beers that they have. They've got um, their first one. It's an IPA, but it's called IPA Lot in the Yard. <laughs> right, you get that? You there. get that little beery pun yes, there? Yep. Now yes. that one's pork based. They've also got Mailman Malt Liquor. Right. Which is chicken-based. They've got a session squirrel, which is veggie-based. And they've got a crotch-sniffing ale that is peanut-based. Right. So, Peanut-based, so, so peanut right? Eh? Yeah, so some dog beers. now. Well, um, that's interesting. So it's for dogs. It's not alcoholic, I assume. Uh, it, it is non-alcoholic. I'm just trying to find... Uh, and it in comes our, in a can. How, it, do, how do they open the can? So, so it's just a, a normal ring pull. So they oh, ring pull it off, right? right. And then they, then they tip it out. So... Um, so, is this actually a beer for dogs? Yep, we use all the same equipment as a brewery. We just skip the fermentation process. Wow. So, so therefore, there's no alcohol. So, can humans drink it? 
Number two, can <laughs> humans drink it? Wow. It's, it's like you're reading it off the off the off website the that's right there in front of you. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Sure, but it's made for a dog's palate. You may find it bland, and yes, we've tried it. So there's no alcohol, there's no synthetic prefer- preservatives. So have you ever heard of dog beer in a can? No, I haven't. Do so they ship? Um, well, I think they're in the States, so, you know. Just wondering. If oh, so do, they, do they ship? Do, they, do, do you ship? They do ship. Oh, good. Absolutely. You know, uh, leave your email address on our sign-up sheet for more ship, shipping information and new brews. Ooh. I don't like the chance of them sending it to Australia, though. But um, TwoVetsTalkPets at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yeah, if we'll send listening, them a thing. There you go. Send us a sample. We should tell them that we've given them a plug for our US yeah. listeners. They might then get us on with all their, with all their likes exactly. as well. Exactly. Put, put your head on the beer. So there you no, go. No, they might... Name a beer after you. Oh, and it's in lager. No, no, the two vets talk pets pod podcast porter, a podcast porter, podcast porter. There we go. What's that? A, po- a porter's a dark beer. It's oh, like a, you know, it's right. a very usually oh. a very malty one. Ah, oh, you know? oh, so okay. um, so they come in four packs because you know I mean it's always much more responsible turning up to a barbecue with a four pack these days than a six pack. Yes. So it's the sort of thing you probably you put your four pack into the mix. Uh, into the bath with all the ice and everything. You put them in and then you take out one of the nice beers and have that instead, wouldn't you? That, that sounds pretty yes. good. Yeah. It's a novelty item. It's, it is a novelty item, yes. but, you know, America, that you can find anything. So yeah. there you go. Fantastic. Amazing, mate. That's amazing. Hey, you got anything else? you got something else in the news, haven't you? I, I do have something else on the news. i just got to try and find where my thing is um, here. Um, a, a, let me go here. Um just waiting for it to load up. Yeah. So, Melbourne train staff you reunite adventurous dog Ralph with his owners. So, this is from Seven News again. You know, uh, here in January of 2020. So, this is hot, 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 hot off the presses, Lewis. So, an adventurous dog who hitched a ride on a Melbourne train on Tuesday has been reunited with his owners. Ralph, the golden retriever Samoyed Cross, decided to jump. Uh, j- decided to jump aboard a train at Elstonwick just after 7:30 a.m. Metro train. Train staff found Ralph roaming and helped him disembark at South Yarra almost 20 minutes away. Mind you, the way the Metro trains run sometimes on Tuesday mornings are probably about 45 minutes away. But anyway, we digress. Lucky it wasn't replaced with buses. A bus, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have been staffed. Um, uh, they took to Twitter in a bid to find his owners. Dog owners on the Sandringham line, exclamation mark. Did you lose Ralph this morning? Um so, and so the this is their tweet. Humans on the sandy line. Oh, re- oh, so humans on the done. sandy line uh, rejoice. Ralph's owners have been located and are off to collect him from South Yarra. But in the meantime, here's another photo of Ralph waiting patiently. Because who doesn't love a doggo? Oh, so there what we go. Was it a golden sa- golden, golden retriever? Golden uh, Samo. A golden Samo. A golden Samo. Mate, we know one of them. Yeah. We know a golden Samo. Yeah, yeah. A Huskador, um, a golden so, Samo. So here he is. You know, um, he boarded a train at Elswick this morning and is now in the caring hands of station staff at South Yarra. If you know Ralph's owner, please get in touch with them. After heeding the call, Ralph's owners fetched the train riding pooch at 8.15am and took him home. Aww. They say Ralph is a bit of an escape artist and has gone wandering before. Ralph is heading home for some much-deserved snacks and a lot of pats with owner Sam. Metro Trains wrote upon the reunion, a big well done to the scene, to the team at South Yarra. So there you go. Dog on a train, mate. Fantastic. In the middle of peak hour too. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I wonder, so That's not too bad. I wonder if, um, if they checked if you had a Mikey at all or not. 
a bikey, yeah, yeah, a bikey yeah. card, you know, well, and then and then gave and, him a fine, and then fined the parents, fined the parents, the, for, the owners for yeah for getting on the you know he didn't have a concession card. Well, I, I know the dogs aren't along uh, aren't allowed on the trains during peak hour, Lewis. So they might they? they might have got themselves a little uh a little please explain and a little uh you know a little little ticky ticky. So the fact that he was in a dog carrier that that what well, didn't make it okay. Oh, then the dog carrier Harriet managed yeah, he just to wheeled himself on. on. Yeah, Gee, he's got it's like a little Flintstones car. He's got little little <laughs> wheels out the bottom, and he just yabba dabba doos it onto the train. Yeah, and then so he's actually in a carrier, so it's okay. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, fine. it's, it's all okay. And the interesting thing is, and this then you know segues us into a, a bugbear of mine. That the fact that the uh, that Metro Trains have reunited the dog with their owner, I wonder whether or not the council then came down on them for not uh, should should we go here? Should we hit this wow, hot button? Wow, that's a good topic? point. How did they know who the owner was? Oh, well, because they, they've taken to Twitter, so that so, oh, that, so it's probably had the tag had on his. Tag of sorts, may have had yep. a name tag yep. and said, "Okay, right, well, hang on, this is Ralph." So if we've got Ralphie here, well, then that means that you know we just put it out onto Twitter and we'll try and find who Ralph's owners is. But had of that dog came into us at the vet clinic and we scanned it for a microchip, what would have we yeah. legally supposed well, to do? Well, that's right. We're meant to call the council, not call the owners, that's aren't we? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But if it's, so if it's got a tag on it, that's okay. If it's a microchip, it's not okay. Is oh, is right? it really? I don't know. No, no. I'm I thought, it, I thought so, it was any stray. So any stray. So so actually, they, they the so probably Ralph's going to get a fine. Yes. Um, and all the PTV staff are going to get a fine. And we've got their pictures there too, That's Lewis. Right. So we know exactly who it is. Yes. And and probably the Twitter, the owner of the Twitter account, they'll get a fine. They'll get a fine? Fines galore. They'll, they'll just, 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 just be tickets flying out everywhere. We're like in Demolition Man. What, what started as a lovely feel-good story... Has now turned into <laughs> Stonington Stiddy Council. Stiddy. Just Stiddy. Stonington Stiddy. Is that P. Diddy's council? P. P. Diddy's... <laughs> Stiddy, Stiddy, Biddy. P. Diddy. St- starting to say, or, or is it um the which which um which one St Kilda in? Uh, Bayside. Is it Bayside? Is it Bayside? Port Phillip. Port, might be Port Phillip. Not in Elstonwick though. Oh, and there's there's some pretty hard nuts around Port Phillip Council too. In Are there? Oh, shout out South to, to the mayor that's listening at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Frequent listener of the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Be, yep. Become a Patreon subscriber. Yeah, actually, like, yeah. But Port Melbourne families just want to give a bit of a shout out to a great Facebook page. <laughs> Talking Twitter and Facebook. Shout out to Andrew. Just looking for a few more posts there, mate, on, on Port Melbourne families. On Port Melbourne? Oh, really? Yeah, thanks, Andrew. If you just, just let us know what you think. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. But anyway, back to fines all round, I reckon. So fines all round. But but it's an interesting because people often say, I was speaking to um, another one of dads, Rob, from school the other day, and he said, um, so what happens if someone brings a strain and go, well, we're supposed to call the council straight away because absolutely, you know, we're not allowed to, you know, uh, rehome that animal or to, or to reunite that. We've got to send it straight to council, which is legally what we're supposed to do. Yeah, can you get a? Isn't there an agreement you can sign with the council that says that you're allowed to rehome them? I thought That's there was. Somebody said anyway. We I, need I, to have a look. We do. Yeah. Next week, mate. There's your toy for next week. Terrific. <laughs> just just dobbed you in for that one. I'll, I'll ring up. I'll ring up P Diddy Stonington Council, <laughs> Stonington Stiddy Council. Anyway, so there you go. Dogs on a train. Fantastic. Well, we we might uh, we might take a short break and uh, and we we'll back uh, back with our main topic in a minute. Want to reduce your out-of-pocket vet expenses? With GAP only, your pet insurance claim is assessed on the spot while you're still at the vet. You simply just pay the GAP and go. To find your closest GAP-only enabled vet or pet insurance partner, visit gaponly.com.au. T's and C's apply. 
Visit gaponly.com.au for further information. All advice on this show is generally nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. Lewis... What are you bringing to the table today? Well, I thought it was about time, mate. It's uh, it's been a it's been a bit of a drought. A drought? Yeah, we we haven't had behaviour myths debunked oh. for a while, have we? We need some myth, busting. Myth busting. Have yes, we? we haven't had. So I thought Bust I thought to that today. I thought this fantastic article from. Oh, and your poor thing, you don't have your um your your sound effects either, so you can't go myth bust and go like you know boing or something like that. Boing you know? or smash. Yeah, one of the one of the yeah, two. Smash yeah. like. Yeah, no, I haven't. I forgot to hook it up today. It's anyway, a shame. So, uh, um, this is an article from dvm360.com. Oh, yes. Fantastic. And uh, and it's, it talks about, I think we've got five different myths. Oh, no, no, we've got more than that. Looks <laughs> like, look, like we've got eight, maybe seven or eight. Nine. Nine, Nine myths. myths. So this, My goodness, they're breeding. Uh, pet behavior myths. False behavior beliefs come from many sources. Misguided TV Experts in inverted commas, not naming any names. What, Caesar Milan? <coughs> He's not coming for us. He's not coming for That's us. It's my opinion. It's all good. Yeah. Conversations <laughs> at the dog park, online message boards, and simple urban legends that have been handed down for decades. Yes. Correcting these myths can go a long way to enriching the bond between pets and their owners. Yeah. Myth number one. Yes. Number dogs one. are little wolves. Now, yes. we've talked about this before, the dominance theory, the uh, that uh, that dogs are, are thought to come directly from wolves. Yes. Episode 45, talk about dominance. Go oh, back wow. And, that's a good one. Just, uh, you, remember, just you remember that off the top of your cat- head? Cataloging it off my brain, mate. Yep, 45. Oh, that sounds like about a 45 <laughs> one 45 there. and 46. Yep. Right. The myths and misconceptions surrounding canine origins, social structure, and communication are the stuff of legend. Yep. Great for the movies and TV. Yep, but BS. Not so great for patients and their owners. Yeah. For, yeah, for their owners. Yes, it's true. Dogs are descended from the grey wolf, but the domestication process has drastically altered canine genetics, resulting in creating in a creature unique from any other dogs, from any other canid species. Right. So they're not actually genetically related to a wolf anymore. Right. They've diverged. One, that's right. For one thing, dogs don't form packs like wolves the word that's also the council that don't let people you know have a certain number of dogs mm, yeah are we picking on the council today which council you mate they're gonna knock on your door fines uh, all round no not yet i still got to get my building permits sorry <laughs> <laughs> and the and the animals you got in the house that yeah that's right not meant to have oh no that's in the rentals that's that's fine council's got nothing to do with the rental that's more, fine. Than, more than two animals mate you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta um oh we got a special extra. permit yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know. We're looking after one of the cats for a friend. <laughs> Hospitalization. Yeah, that's right. Long yes. term. The word, so uh, the word ecologists use for alliance of dogs, so groups of dogs, well, alliances of dogs is actually groups. Okay. And the ties are much looser and more transient. Dogs also rarely hunt cooperatively like wolves, and they can digest starch, which is something wolves can't do. Right. And finally, dogs don't raise their youngs together with alpha and fe- alpha male and female breeding while everyone else plays a supporting role. That's in wolves. 
So the experts, in inverted commas, who talk about dominance and backpack hierarchy being at the root of all dog behaviours are just incorrect. When humans try to assert dominance through actions like alpha rolling or physically forcing the dog down, we aren't mimicking natural relationships, but likely scaring the dog. Yep. Um, Making them see your approach as something bad happening and also increasing the risk of of you getting bitten. Yes. Um, And that's not a myth. No, a structured human-animal relationship can successfully be formed through non-confrontational methods, such as peace te- and love, such as teaching the dog to say please by sitting, and then giving them a food reward, positive, re- positive reinforcement. Myth number two. Yes, dogs are little people, aren't they? The human-animal bond. I've seen dogs wearing pants before. <laughs> On People wear pants. Front legs or back legs? Both. Both. Oh, they wear the pants on all four legs. So yes. they don't wear a shirt on their front two feet. Front two feet. No, well, I mean, you can get button-up shirts on the front two yeah. feet. You yeah. Know, and then and then the, then the pants on the back. It's just that they need a, either, either a nappy or a little, you know, opening. A like little a, hole. Like a little, little chaps kind of situation there, you know, so, so that effluent can so, escape. So they're wearing pants on all four feet. Where are their arms? Ah, uh, their, their, their arms are coming out of their armpits. <laughs> armpits. Yeah. yeah. So front two legs. Front two legs. Yeah, right. Pant, pants on everything. The human-animal bond is equally at risk when we assume animals think like people, especially when we believe they feel guilt or remorse about past actions. Ah, yes. Animals do not have complex languages or thought processes that allow them to connect a past act with a current consequences. Right. When, when, some, when you arrive home to find poop, that yep. gives you an idea where it's from. Yep. Poo. Poo on the rug and the dog is hiding. It's wrong, though perhaps understandable, for the, for owners to conclude that the dog knows he's being naughty. Yes. He's being yep. naughty. That is wrong. When a dog looks guilty, in yep. inverted commas, evidence strongly suggests that he's actually fearful. Yes. In other words, the last time there were feces on the carpet when the human came home, the human became very angry. Yes. Now there are feckies on the carpet again, and the human... <laughs> feckies. And, feces. Yeah, and the human has returned, and there's feces on the carpet, so, so they may be yelling... And physical discomfort again. Yes. Not only does punishing the dog at this delayed stage fail to correct the undesirable action, it also increases anxiety by making correction and the personal person unpredictable in the dog's mind. Cognition uh, research. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Keep going. <coughs> Cognition research confirms that a consequence must occur within one second mm. oh. for the animal to pair the consequence with an action. Hand of God. Yeah, yeah. So that, I, if it's going to happen straight reinforcement, away, you need to be telling the, um, uh, telling your pet that they've done something right within a second of actually doing the correct yeah, behaviour. Okay. Yep. Or if you're going to use punishment, you've got to do that within one second of them doing the behaviour. Right. So if the dog does a poo on the carpet and it's it's long gone. It's ten minutes ago. Yeah. No point bringing them back and punishing them. No. And they look guilty because, like it says, they've associated with poo on the carpet and owners getting angry. Yes. If uh, So the bottom line is if you don't witness a specific behaviour, then you cannot successfully reward or punish it. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. Myth number three, stress in pets is obvious. Yes. Well, it is in mice. 
That one was stretching. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it also, you could see if you saw it falling out of the bag, yeah. you know it's going to be stressed. And when he rode back and it wasn't moving, just like frozen, it was stressed. The revolution saved it. Yeah. Most of us humans don't recognize that a dog or cat is distressed until we see overt body language. Mm. So obvious Missing body language. Missing the early signs. Crouching, extreme tail tuck. So tail tucked between the legs, the back legs, oh, what, what not I call the front the, legs. In males, what I call the two doodle pose. Right. Yes. Refusal to move. <laughs> Refusal to move like the mouse. Toileting or urinating. Growling. You know, obviously when they're scared. Growling, snarling or hissing are all the obvious body language yes. signs. Yeah, yeah. They're the black and white ones. But people don't often see the subtle ones. And that's why often aggressive instances often seem to come out of nowhere. In reality, the animal is likely displaying more subtle signs indicating apprehension or fear long before the aggression occurred, mm. but owners or us, we just missed, missed it. it. Signals we can learn to recognise the signs of stress displacement include lip licking, yawning, eye aversion, and slow or stiff body postures, sometimes even mounting in yep. stress as well. And, uh, and then we need to change the situation to, to stop things from escalating to aggression. So, for example, veterinary team members can try a different type of approach if a dog stiffens and lip, licks her lips in the examination room. Clients can be advised to remove the dog from the room if she yawns and looks away when kids are roughhousing close to her when she's resting on her bed. And cat bites can be avoided if the owner stops petting the cat or approaching when it gives a tail lash, stiffens or moves slightly away. Mm, mm. That will stop a lot of bites, I think, if, we, if, we could, if owners could read body language better. Yeah, and it's the, and it's as you say, it's those subtle ones. You know, it's not the the obvious ones that are the sign of okay, something bad's going to happen. I can see something's happening, but it's the it's those little ones of like and the classic ones that we see in a consult. Dog comes in and you'd go to examine it. It starts yawning. It's you know ears are back. It's mm. you know it starts showing you these signs. You go all right. Well, hang on. This dog's starting to get a little bit angry, and you try and say to the owners, hey, you know. Your dog's showing me signs that it's not happy. I think we need to try and take the foot off the accelerator here. And some people, they just don't get it. It's like, oh, what? No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah I think it takes time to, to explain to owners about body language. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's even the you know, subtle ones. And I uh, do remember I had a client today, a dog uh, a dog was uncomfortable coming to the vet. And she, you could tell the dog was nervous. And she was going, oh, it's fine. Dog's, dog's fine. Dog's fine. I said, oh, I might just let it walk around on the floor for a little bit. Walked around on the floor for a little bit. Gave it a few treats. Oh, I said, can have treats? She goes, no, nah, it never takes treats. I thought, oh, it sounds like it does get stressed. She goes, it'll take a treat at the end when it walks out. So I thought, all right. So I had to walk around the floor, talking to the owner for a bit, started throwing some treats on the floor. Sure enough, hoovering them up. Loving yeah. the treats. Well, it's not so stressed on the floor. Then we got up on the on the table and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Last time I didn't like the visit. So it all sort of started changing quite quickly. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I thought your dog was a bit anxious. And so we worked on treats on the table a little bit, still changed the owner. Um, and it would pause occasionally not taking treats, which, which was a subtle enough sign to make to say you know see that's how it's not eating it's obviously anxious and i was able to educate her quite well and hopefully next time she comes in she goes i'll put it on the ground first and work the interesting thing was then we put the dog back down off the table onto the ground what's the classic thing that you often see dogs do when you first put them down off the table and you might not notice this but as a behaviorist i always see this happen this is putting you on the spot, mate. Oh, let me see. Um, well, after you've given them a vaccination, they'll often have a scratch, but that's not going to be that. Yeah, um, no. Uh, yeah, that I, they, they, they spin around quickly and run behind the owner? No. No, no they often do a body shake. Now, oh, you'll notice it every right. time. Yeah, now okay. I've, I've seen you. You'll notice any time a dog's a little bit anxious, no matter what you've done, and that body shake basically just says, 
everything that happened before then, I wasn't so good about. And right. I'm shaking it off. It's like an anxiety. I call it an anxiety shake or a shake it off. A I was going to say, Swift. how are you going to call it a tay tay? A tay tay. He's just going to call it a tay tay. Shake, shake it, it off. off. Shake it off. Yeah. Shake it off. So, so that's. I want you to. Yeah. You need to look. I'm going to look for the tay tay. Yeah. The, the, the tay tay sign. It's a really good. And I, I said that's the only dog. Dog went down the floor straight away. Shook and I said, oh, there's an anxiety thing. Obviously, what we did wasn't as as calming as perhaps we hoped it would be. So next yeah, time right. we'll work on it a bit more. Yeah. Anyway, so I digress a little bit there, but that's another subtle sign. Myth number four, we should reach out to a new dog. So this is reach out to pat them, you know, you give yep. them your hand to sniff is a really common thing. Many instances of human-directed aggression in dogs are a direct result of the way the person approached the dog. For decades, we've been taught to stick out a hand to let the dog sniff us when we first meet it. Mm. I remember you talking about this about your kids in the park yeah, yeah, yeah. meeting a dog. But the thing is, most dogs consider that often to be a threat right. of some degree, especially if, if we're reaching over to them, reaching out and over to them. Yeah. They can often see that as a threat. As a threat. Um, and, and some dogs even get really nervous when we approach them, even right. if you approach them with your hand out. So there is a better way. And the better way they say is, or I say, is when you meet an unfamiliar dog, and I'll do this in the, in the consult room at... at work or even in the waiting room at work you need to uh, adopt an un- a non-threatening body posture so instead of standing up straight up looking at the dog bending over straight l- yeah. yeah hovering over lo- above le- lo- looming over them um i will get down on on uh, sort of on my haunches on the side yeah and just sort of dangle my hand down next to me and let the dog just come over if they want to sniff my hand now the important thing i do is is if they don't seem like they want to do that i might have a treat in my hand and i'll throw some treats to them and encourage them to come over. And often they'll come over and have a sniff. Yeah. But the important thing is that's not an indication to say, I want you now to pat me. That's just I'm coming over to investigate you. Yeah, yeah. And I'll let that dog then actually walk away. And if it comes back a second time to my hand, then I will pat it. Right, So okay. it's a bit of a process of, you know, that... Um, Gain that, some trust. Yeah, and exactly. Then, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's about allowing the dog to do what, what, uh, what they feel comfortable doing rather than me going, oh, it's simple hand wrap. Let's, let's have a cuddle straight yeah, in. It's yeah. like, no, he's just getting some information from me there. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll give a chance to, to say whether it want, wants to, to come back for more information mm. or whether you want to back off for a little bit and then we'll use something else to try and encourage them. So that's what I'll use. Um, and that can make a big difference, I reckon, between them being aggressive yeah. and being friendly and, and, and taking them really, really slowly. So um, number five is uh, training is how you solve all behaviour problems. Absolutely. Yeah. And, oh, if, and if not fixed. that, you just load them up with medication. <laughs> yeah. Well, medication's on the myth, myth list as well, mate. Oh, is there? The oh, myth, no, no. Myth list. Myth, the myth, myth list. Myth list. Uh, uh, training is a process of changing the behaviours we can observe. Almost all of these techniques involve the animal learning how to gain a reward or avoid something unpleasant. That's basically what training is. However, many behavior problems result from an animal's poor emotional state or an association it makes with a person, place or other environmental trigger. Relying on typical training, in inverted commas, completely ignores this emotional basis. And many aversive techniques that appear to stop the unwanted behavior actually don't solve the problem because they don't improve the underlying association, yeah, right. the underlying emotion behind it. They might stop the dog from growling yes. by punishing it, but it's not actually stopped the dog from being uh, anxious or or, um, 
or uncomfortable in whatever situation that is. Yeah. That's why we always say growling is is a good sign and we need to say thanks to the dog for, for telling Giving us that heads up. Exactly. Yeah. The good news is that we can teach simple associative learning techniques, a bit like Pavlov's dogs. You know, ring the bell means association. There's food coming. It's mm. on its way to help clients improve many behavior problems. And we can do this without any without in-depth dog training or the high risk of side effects such as increased fear and redirect aggression, yeah. which we often see with, you know, if we use aversive or punishment tactics. Yep. So at the heart of associative learning, which is Pavlov's learning, also known as classical conditioning, is the process of pairing something the pet doesn't like with something it does like. So at the vet clinic, I don't like getting up on the table, but let's have a whole lot of treats on the table. Yeah, so we're yeah. trying to t- change that association of, oh, hang on, getting up the table, that's really cool. Something good has happened. Because I get a lot of food up there. Yeah. Uh, and they, or they give an example. Many dogs are re- reactive to other dogs while on leash walks. And half of cats show severe aggression when first introduced to each other. So if we adopt some common sense safety protocols using head halters, baby gates, and adequate distance between them and give treats you know, to the dog or the cat that's getting upset just before and during the interaction without any stern correction, the pets will start to associate the appearance of the other dog mm. or the cat with a reward. And so this addresses their core emotional state and not just the surface level behavior of being yeah, anxious. Right. So, so look, that's, I think that's, that's five out of nine. Yeah. We're running a little bit short on time. On time. On yeah. time. So maybe what I might do is we might uh, tap the, uh, the, the back half next week. I think, I think that's, that sounds like a, um, that sounds like a good idea. So we've got, we've got four more to go. And they're well worth the wait. Let I was going to say, you. any sizzle? Any sizzle Ooh. on what they could be? Or no, we'll just leave it, leave oh, it hanging. I think we'll just leave it hanging. Leave mate. it don't hanging. Want everyone to, uh, you know, to, to get on top and start Googling it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're really uh, if you're really interested in finding out what those four things are beforehand, then uh, maybe you should send Lewis an email at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. Well, I haven't got enough time in the day to answer those emails, Or all, all of those ones. We'll, just, just we'll make, do an automatic reply. Yeah, we, we could do. We could yes, set that up. Saying, yeah. Sorry, Lewis is really busy. <laughs> really busy. You know, taking his socks off and you know, <laughs> you know, trying to edit all these bits out of this podcast that we've done today. We've been giggling like two fools. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so so yeah, uh, send us an email at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagrams and Twitters and at patreon.com. So you head to patreon.com, you'll get uh, you might even get uh, some access to some outtakes from this ridiculous episode from earlier on today with uh, Lewis and I being inappropriate. It, we'll see how we go, exactly. And we've got the we've got the charity ball tomorrow night, at, yes, at San Remo Ballroom, absolutely. So, um, so if you're a vet or a vet nurse or anybody who's listening to the podcast and you're going to the ball, come up and say g'day. Come and say hi. It'd be great to see you. And please make sure you laugh at our jokes. Exactly. Yes. We are MCs for the evening. Yeah. Um, and also... Well, at you... least for the start of the evening. Whether or not they keep us going for the oh. end of the evening, I guess, is the hard part. We might get the hook, you reckon? We, they might hook us. Yeah, they might get someone Oof. else on there. They might get, uh, you know, the friends at the show, Sam Snelling and... Uh, Clint. And, and Clint, Clint. Yeah, they might get up there and do a, do a tight five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you Clint, never know. Maybe Clint will get up and do a bit of, um, bit of his... What's his... Aware podcasting is it his new one he's doing parenting yeah he he's, he's, his wife's getting up and do do a podcast yeah. we'll, put it, we'll put a link on when it goes up yeah, yeah exactly and if, if you're not if you haven't got tickets to the ball but you want to see us come to the red carpet 
Yeah, at the red carpet yeah, the beforehand. Red carpet, yeah. And you can watch us walk in. What walk High in? High fiving and in waving. Our tuxing, in our tuxes. Yeah, waving and, and stopping for the photos. Who are, you, who are you dressed by? Oh, well, you know, it was myself, but you know. <laughs> well, spe- you were in the spandex, eh, mate? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the bright red velour one. It'd be fantastic. Nice. It'd, it'd be really, really, it'd be schmick. I'm channeling a bit of Graham Teasdale, I think, from are the you? brown low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, big yeah. brown velour. What number. was that, 1976? Uh, was it, mate? Oh, I think so, maybe. Episode 45? Quite 1976. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Fantastic. Um, and uh, send us in a mailbag and um, tell your friends about us. Uh, uh, leave us a review. We love getting your reviews on iTunes. Um, just head on to where you're listening from at the moment. Just leave us a review. That would be awesome. And uh, otherwise, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Scratch you later. Peace out, bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.